What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh. Check it out now. Uh. No doubt now. Uh. Tuesday, April 9th, 2019, the Beating the Book podcast. It's Gil Alexander. It's time for a tradition unlike any other, the Masters. Specifically, betting on the Masters, golf's first major, will do it two different ways. First, with the man who literally wrote the book on strokes gained analysis at Augusta, Joe Pita, author of the 2019 Masters preview, the Joe Pita Tour Guide 2019 Masters preview. Really unique stuff from Joe. We'll get into that first. And then if you don't like the analytics as much as you like sort of a championship formula, much like I did with the NCAA basketball tournament, Dave Tyndall from Betfair and other outlets, including Roto World, he's got your championship formula, if you will, trend analysis for the Masters. And who does it reveal as the one and only champion of the 2019 Masters? Now, keep in mind, last year, he had Ricky Fowler. Ricky Fowler finished in second, so no guarantees ever, but a great exercise in its own right. Joe Pita, Dave Tindall, the Masters on the Beating the Book podcast. Enjoy. to a numbers game with your host, Gil Alexander, broadcasting live from our V-CIN studios in Las Vegas. Don't forget, later on the show today, Todd Wishnev. You're like, who's Todd Wishnev? Uh, if you're watching the Showtime uh, docuseries Action about sports betting, uh, Todd is the, uh, the gentleman who sits at the South Point and bets all day long. Uh, Todd is a, a gregarious guy and has great stories and is a wonderfully smart, funny guy. So he's going to be in studio with us. Uh, the second hour, we'll try to cook some stories out of him. First, though, making his return to the show, uh, a special numbers game investigation reveals once again that it is Masters Week. And this gentleman literally wrote the book on uh, strokes gained analysis specifically to Augusta, heretofore not available. Ladies and gentlemen, it's my friend Joe Pita. Good morning to you, Joe. 
Gail, it's a pleasure to be here. The Masters Week intro is nice, but I think what we're really excited about is the possible World Series preview with the Minnesota Twins visiting Queens, New York, to take on the Mets. <laughs> this might be the most highly anticipated interleague match since uh, the Subway Series of the late 90s. You know, you know, the problem with you saying that, Joe, is my initial reaction is, oh, wait, did Joe actually do analysis on this and come up with this? <laughs> I'm guessing not, perhaps. Yeah. No, the, the, baseball, the baseball sheets are closed. <laughs> yes, the baseball sheets are closed. Uh, Joe, so listen, you've been on a couple times. You were kind enough to come in studio, too, to talk about your uh, 2019 Masters Preview, Joe Pita's tour guide, a 2019 Masters Preview, available on Amazon and everywhere else that books are sold. Uh, but for those who did not uh, hear those two previous appearances, please could you explain, first of all, you know your transition from baseball to golf and what it is that you actually did manually uh, that just it didn't exist before until you actually rolled up your sleeves and did the work. Uh, I, Gil, I will get to that. I'm going to touch on what you opened with for 30 seconds, though. Please. About my first appearance back in uh, in studio in uh, January. I was on for, I think, an hour. Um, that served as the kickoff for the book. It was a wonderful kickoff, so I thank you and your listeners because we all have the same passion. Uh, and specifically, there was a podcast and going you know, for a shout-out to that or a callback to that. Um, this morning, there is a one of the more popular golf broadcasts is uh, House from D.C., the old uh, Simmons uh, buddy, um, who has the uh, Fairway Rolling podcast. And on it was a gentleman named Chris Vernon. And Chris specifically talked about listening on VEASAN, hearing about the book. When Chris Felica called in, that's when he was like, well, if, if this is something Chris listens to, I, I'm going to pick up the book. And he uh, talked all about the book today on this podcast, unbeknownst to me. Uh, and that all goes back to the kickoff on your show. So that's awesome. I, I thank you a lot for that. Chris is a friend of show who's been on the show several times. Great, uh, great basketball guy from Memphis. But that's great that he, that he uh, found interest in that. Um, that's awesome. Yes. Uh, so, just as background, right, I transitioned from baseball to golf because I saw what I thought was a green field of opportunity to write about golf data and maybe even make some discoveries. It kind of reminded me of, hey, this is what it, is what it might have been like to be a baseball writer in the mid-90s at the early part of the uh, sabermetric revolution. Uh, so that drew me to it, and so the idea for the book was to introduce uh, sports fans and maybe golf fans who weren't into the strokes gained, uh, you know, movement uh, to it and, and to try to tell, you know, if I have a skill, it's not, you know, it wasn't inventing this stuff, but hopefully it's telling the stories maybe that make it digestible and relatable to uh, uh, people who aren't, you know, uh, computer scientists. Uh, so that's how it got started. And in terms of as I was digging into the world of golf data, um, I one of the shortcomings has always been that none of the majors has ever had short uh, strokes gain data because the PGA Tour doesn't run those events. Um, you know, sort of going back to the advent of strokes gained, and that still hasn't changed in terms of the Masters. It has changed at the PGA Championship, but not the Masters. And while I was researching, I stumbled onto a pristine data set that nobody had ever touched uh, on that uh, was sort of embedded in the Masters web site for the 2018 event, uh, I then, uh, as we talked about before, I hand-entered all 20,400-plus strokes into a spreadsheet, uh, 
that was taken by the uh, the 87 competitors and use that database to then uh, apply the strokes gain framework and come up with some insights on the masters that had never been available before. Uh, it seems to be very well received. Uh, it's fun, um, and it, hopefully it'll give some people some insights to uh, this year's event. Oh, it will. That's for sure. I uh, The word I use, I inhaled your book. I really did. Like, it was just phenomenal. I don't want you to give away all the findings, because I want people to go out, obviously, and, and get your book. But if you could, because I know you come up with, uh, there's a list of about 10 golfers in there, I think, that you, uh, that you highlight that's in right. the end. Uh, why, don't, why don't we name a few off the bottom uh, end of that 10, if we could? Sure, sure, and and, and well, look, you know, let's. I'll even start with one that's uh, um, that I have in the uh, top uh, four. I had Justin Rose at number four, and, and I'd certainly stick with that. And but what I will say is because all of us care about markets and value and pricing, and I firmly believe that Justin Rose and not the trio of golfers that he makes up in terms of the betting favorites. I firmly believe Justin Rose should be the betting favorite for this tournament, not Rory McIlroy or not Dustin Johnson. So I will see value on Justin Rose in head-to-head matchups where he is a plus money uh, against both of those golfers. And in fact, I, that was one of the first things I jumped on yesterday when I was able to. Uh, and really the, the sort of history there is that not that those all three of them are exceptional golfers. They are the top tier of the PGA Tour. But Justin Rose has by far the best track record at Augusta. And as I do point out in the book, um, course history matters more at Augusta by far in terms of correlation from year to year than any other stop on the PGA Tour. So when I put those you know, current form plus more, you know, last year form plus course history, it, it, it makes Justin Rose, to me, uh, the favorite over, over uh, those other two, uh, over Rory and uh, DJ. So that, that's uh, sort of a touch. Why don't you throw out another name, and I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll give some thoughts. Okay, let me, get, let me give you a name that's not necessarily on your list. I can't remember if he was in your top ten, but he's something I mentioned. I don't know if I said it on this show yesterday or on Behind the Book with Jay Root. I can't remember what show I said it on. But when I've made my bets, and, and they are informed by your book, believe me, uh, and Justin Rose is one of them, but I have this thing in my head where I'm like, oh, you know who I didn't bet on? I didn't bet on Bubba Watson. And one of the things that I remember so, it's funny what, what details you remember from a book. But one of the things that, I, and correct me if I'm wrong here, is that when you looked at Bubba Watson's 2018 Masters, he was number three in driving distance, and I want to say number two in driving accuracy. Joe, how does he lose that tournament? Yeah, he, he's got, I think the, the way I summed it all up in a neat sentence for people who don't like numbers is he drove the ball as accurately as Barnard Longer and as far as Rory McIlroy. And that is a deadly combination for a golf course, and especially Augusta when, you know, closer to the hole, you know, is so important based on what iron you have in your hand because those greens have small target areas. Uh, and, yes, he squandered that. In fact, as I point out in the book, his strokes gained off the tee was nearly nine, uh, uh, nine strokes, which is that that is standard deviations better uh, than than the rest of the field. You just don't usually see that sort of spread on that skill um, on a PGA Tour event. So he has got to. Yeah, he was three strokes better than John Rahm and Roy McIlroy uh, in terms of strokes gained off the tee. That's a huge advantage that I would say he squandered last year, uh, and I think it it bodes poorly for the future because. 
he, he cannot do that well That's this right. year. It's just impossible. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, if he's shown a weakness with, with his approach shots and putting at, at the Masters um, in the last, you know, especially last year in terms of his current form, um, I, I think he's overvalued. Uh, he really is hit or miss at, at Augusta. He's, he's really had three, only three good tournaments last year and then the two he won, and then with a lot of stinkers in there, and that is not generally the profile of some of the true masters of Augusta. They do well year after year after year, and they're very consistent. Talking to Joe Pita, the author of the 2019 Masters Preview. Joe Pita's tour guide presents a 2019 Masters Preview. We have a shot of uh, the cover there for people who uh, might want to just look and, and find it visually, Jeff. A little shot of the, uh, there it is right there. Joe Pita's tour guide presents the 2019 Masters Preview. Includes a never-before-seen 2018 Augusta National Strokes Game Report. Uh, let me ask about John Rahm, Joe, because John is a guy who I sort of... Uh, just a little dirty analogy. He used to call the the Jacksonville Jaguars of sports betters. In other words, until the Jaguars had their really good season in 2018, 2017, 2018, that is, uh, the year before last, they were always the professional betters team of choice during the offseason. Like, this is the year. This is the year where the Jaguars are going to do something. And it just never happened, right? Like, year after year after year, it never happened. John Rahm feels that way when it comes to majors. How do you feel about him uh, entering the 2019 Masters? Because he's, he's had some uh, indication that success could be headed his way, that's for sure. Yeah, he's, he's well-suited for this course. He's only played it twice. He's made the cut both times, and last year he played, I think it was, he was finished fourth alone. Uh, he played very well, and when you look at how he did it, it wasn't with a hot putter that you think might... Uh, uh, you know, would would have more variability to it. It was more if he does have a hot putter, this is his tournament to win. Uh, so I, I think he definitely fits that. You have to sort of love the value um, range that he's in. Uh, you know that the uh, you know not being in the top top tier guys, um, he certainly does get a lot of chatter. And his, I think, whether he has the. Um, you know, sort of the emotional stability yeah. to make his way around that, you know, what can be a frustrating course uh, might be, you know, I don't know how to measure that. So I, I just go by the numbers and I say, yeah, this guy is a guy I expect to be in the top five this year. Hmm. Okay. I'm going to purposely leave out uh, one of your, your number one here on this uh, and let people uh, find that and discover that in your book. Uh, Tiger Woods is obviously featured prominently in your 2019 Masters preview. Uh, you tell an amazing story about Tiger and probably the, how can I put this, the the stat that no one was aware of at the time. You do this great research um, portion of the book is, is dedicated to this amazing streak that Tiger had back in the day. Um, we can describe that, but as, as you point out, Tiger's, the assessment of Tiger is different from the assessment of anybody else. In other words, when you say, listen, no one at Tiger's age really ever wins the Masters typically. But Tiger is not your average golfer. So how do you, and, and certainly has not had your average career. So you make the case that as great as we thought he was, he's even better by the numbers. How seriously do you take Tiger here? Very, very. Do not sleep on Tiger this year. Uh, and, and there's a couple reasons for that, Gil. When I wrote the book, um, I had a, uh, a something that I called PAR, uh, performance versus average per round. Yeah, and it, it's supposed to be a, the idea was it that, that it would be a one stat 
you know, kind of fits all way to rank golfers and because it's 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 a scale versus the average PGA Tour pro. And Tiger was right there in the uh right outside the top ten uh, as of twelve thirty one eighteen. But he's actually played better in the first three months this year than the, the rounds that have dropped off uh, because he didn't play too many rounds. You know, he, he had he played less rounds than than all those top guys last year, and it doesn't feel like it the first three months of the year because he has not. You know, he he hasn't been in the featured groups on Sunday, but he has very steadily. Remember, you know, a good analytics model will look at every stroke played, right, and and will judge them all equally, not just the ones that were on TV or the, you know, it's it's better to finish 12th two tournaments in a row than to finish fourth and a missed cut, right, because you're going to look at all the rounds together. And Tiger is playing very well. His current form is is fine. Um, sure, you know, we can look at three-putting. If he's going to three-putt, that's going to be a problem. Um, but in terms of just his whole body of work, the form is fine. His course history at Augusta is unparalleled. And I, I and as far as you know, someone his age not winning before, or, or you know, they they tend to drop off at this age. Oh, he's dropped off, but he's exactly if you kind of look at his aging curve, he's exactly where you'd expect a forty-three-year-old golfer to be, who was three strokes plus better than everybody else on tour at his peak age, at twenty-eight, twenty-nine. Now he's about a stroke and three-quarter better. Um, which is, you know, that's not DJ, that's not Rory, and that's not Justin, but it's right there in the next tier. Uh, so, yeah, because of his course history, absolutely don't sleep on Tiger. You know, the, is the value ever there in his futures? Almost positively not because of the premium, but I am going to be disappointed if Tiger is not a part of the Sunday conversation as a fan. Wow. Okay, Joe, we leave you with this a little rapid fire. Give me, give me ten seconds, a little, little thumbnail on each of these names. Brooks Kepka. Oh, he's not being talked about enough. Uh, I, I'm kind of surprised. I'm a little worried about his mental state if he's going on a diet for a swimsuit photo shoot um, and losing, you know, twenty <laughs> pounds. But absolutely, that that is a guy that is not being talked about enough. Hideki Matsuyama. Yeah, same, you know, same sort of thing there. If there's any such thing as value, I think he falls right into the Paul Casey, uh, Hideki Matsuyama, Jason Day circle of guys that uh, are sort of my favorite values in the futures market. Hmm. Okay. And uh, and finally, let me think. Who uh, who else can we go to? What, what name would you like to bring up? Uh, you know, everybody has a deep value, and, and I, I would be fading guys like Molinari and Woodland because of their course history. Uh, the name that is most interesting to me that is who I don't think has a chance to win because I think we do, our winner is going to come from uh, the, 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 you know, let's say the 40 or under guys, 40 to 1 or under guys. Um, but Patrick Cantlay looks a lot to me like Tommy Fleetwood and Tony Finau did last year. Guys that were never on TV for the six months prior, but you look at the body of work and you're like, holy cow, this is a top 12, top 15 guy who's rising. And we know what Fleetwood and Finau did in all the uh, majors last year in terms of top 10 and, and constantly being on the board. Uh, I think Patrick Cantley is your guy to, you know, this year that maybe, you know, a lot of people probably haven't seen him take a, a stroke because, like I say, he doesn't play on the weekends on TV. Yeah. Uh, but that's a name, I think, that, that we'll be talking about over the course of the year. All right. Felica's got a ticket on Cantley. I know that for sure from yesterday. Joe nice. Pita, author of a 2019 Masters Preview. You can follow him on Twitter at MagicRatSF. Joe, 
Good luck. I know you're staying at home. You're soaking it all in before the tournament started. Not at work this week. Big week for you. Enjoy it all, man. Thank you, Gil. Joe Pita, the best in the business right there. Again, a 2019 Masters preview. Check it out on Amazon and anywhere books are sold. As always, guys, support for today's show comes from bookmaker.eu, an industry leader for close to 30 years. Pro players consider them a must because their first to post odds take the highest limits and pride themselves on never having kicked out a winning player. That is huge. Bookmaker's a high-volume sports book best suited for the sophisticated player, also caters to large recreational players, and their motto is always is where the lines originate because chances are the sports book at which you've been betting follows their lines. Pretty damn good chance, as a matter of fact. And right now, if you visit bookmaker.eu slash gill, that's bookmaker.eu slash g-i-l-l, you'll claim your exclusive 100% welcome bonus of up to $300. That's bookmaker.eu slash gill to join and claim your welcome bonus of up to $300 right now. You will not regret it. Betting the only way I know how, the indispensable, bookmaker.eu. Check it out. Thank me later. It's a numbers game, live from the tip of the strip in Las Vegas. Get your fill of numbers even after the show is over by following the crew on Twitter, at Beating the Book and at Live. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander, broadcasting only on the Vegas Stats and Information Network. Who's one of those idiots who believe in analytics? Analytics, statistics, and more are used to win wagers, and Gil has every number you need to cash your tickets. Now, live from the VSIN studios in the South Point Hotel and Casino, it's Gil Alexander. It is our number two in numbers game right here at VSIN, the Vegas Stats and Information Network, Series XM Channel 204, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Fubo TV, Sling TV. It's Gil Alexander. Jeff Parles is here as well. Um, coming up this hour, Todd Wishnev from Showtime's Action docuseries, uh, the gentleman that uh, bets here in the uh, South Point on a day-to-day basis. He had the storyline with his uh, friend who comes into town, a uh, lovely young lady who uh, sits and uh, watches him bet. Uh, so interesting guy who is very smart um, and has some great stories. <laughs> we can't wait to be uh, to uh, have him in studio because when you're around Todd, you can't help but smile. Great guy. Uh, so he's coming up. Uh, last thing about the NBA, which I didn't get in the last segment, I heard on a uh, national show yesterday, national betting show there on on the old TV yesterday, uh, that the Toronto game didn't mean anything tonight. That is incorrect. The Raptors do have something to play for tonight. Raptors are seven-point favorites at Minnesota. Uh, The comment was made that the Raptors have nothing to play for because they can't catch Milwaukee. But if the Raptors win in a potential NBA Finals against the Warriors, they would uh, have the home court advantage. So the Raptors do have something to play for tonight at Minnesota. So don't make that mistake in your handicapping tonight. Before we get to Todd Wishnev, though, let us continue with our Masters coverage. We love having this gentleman on, um, and we've been blessed to have him on the podcast in years past, also on this show. From uh, does work with Betfair, with Roto World. He's all over the place from the U.K. We have video here or audio on him? Audio. With Dave Tyndall. Good, good afternoon, I should say, to you, Dave. <laughs> yeah, afternoon here in the U.K. Hi, Gil. How are you? I'm doing very well, Dave. I, I, I don't know if I have, have ever thanked you on air, and this is sort of hearkening back to a horrible experience, but you were very kind when we had the horrible uh, shooting here in Las Vegas um, 
several falls ago, not this past fall, but yeah. the fall before that, you were kind enough to send me an email just as a kind thing, hoping that I was okay. So I just wanted to thank you on air. That was very sweet of you to do so, sir. Hi, very welcome. Yes. Um, let us talk about the Masters. This is something, obviously, uh, you, you do golf tournaments every week of the year. You analyze them. Uh, by the way, say hello, please, to our friend, my friend Dave Kellner, who you do a wonderful <laughs> golf podcast with over there at, at uh, William Hill. Uh, listen, you do a piece on trends. So I had Joe Pita on earlier this morning. You are aware of his book. Ah, uh, right. Yeah, with the Very strokes. aware. I love that book. Yeah. yeah. Isn't it great? It's phenomenal that he did that all manually, put that all together. Yeah. yeah. It's incredible. Yeah, we've, uh, we've mentioned it in a podcast, actually. Me and Dave did it today on... And I gave uh, Joe's book a number of mentions because it's it's great reading, fascinating. It's kind of a secret, isn't it, that we didn't know was there. And there it is in front of our eyes. Joe's done all the work for us. Brilliant. That's right. It's wonderful. I'm glad and he'll be thrilled to know that you, uh, you mentioned that across uh, the pond, as we like to say here. You do this amazing thing, though. Where, you know, I, we're just coming off the college basketball season here in the United States. And before the final tournament, um, which we affectionately call March Madness, I do something every year called this is the championship formula. And every year it works. There's one exception. 2014, a team got there that didn't uh, immediately ascribe to the, to the championship formula. You do something similar. Uh, for the Masters, which, of course, you, the the fact that it's the on the same course every year lends itself to this kind of exercise. Would you go through that for us, sir? Yeah, so these are based on 10-year trends that uh, I've looked at down the years. And, and before, um, I'll say this before we start, that it's all very well and nice and pretty and interesting because last year it picked out Ricky Fowler, who finished runner-up, just one shot back of the, of the leader. And two years before that, it had Dustin Johnson, who at the time was about a 25 to one shot. You know, we think DJ is going to be eight, nine to one, but that year, 2016, he was 25 to one and he didn't really have much going for him at Augusta. So it has, it has worked rather nicely the last couple of years, I have to say. Absolutely. Yeah. So again, not, you know, we should put that disclaimer. You're absolutely right. Not that this will guarantee you a winner, (laughs) right? But it is an interesting (laughs) exercise to go through for sure. Yeah. And as you say, because it's the national where we see every year, I think the trends do work better than they might uh, in other majors. Uh, So let's go through them then. So this uh, applies to at least nine of the last 10 Masters winners and sometimes all 10. So these are the factors. Aged under 40, sorry, Tiger, sorry, Phil, <laughs> ranked in the world's top 30, played in at least one Masters. I think we all know that one and the Fuzzy Zella 1979 uh, stat. Had a top 30 at Augusta, so you need to go there and you need to have shown something um, at the course before. I had po- season. Let me, let me, surprisingly, let me, let me re- knock out some... Yeah, let me repeat that one because your audio dropped that. Posted a top 10 earlier this season. Yeah, that's right. And surprisingly, that would knock out Tony Fee now, who's not uh, posted one in the calendar year, so that that, that knocks him out. Uh, not the defending champion, so Patrick Reed. Uh, that puts the kibosh on him, unfortunately. And, then the, <laughs> and the one that people don't like is the... Uh, not the world number one. People go, that can't be right. People don't feel good about that, but do it's they? It's true. Yeah. Uh, not since, yeah. So, um, in a bit of a hot potato, do you say that? Do you have that phrase? In we do. You, we do. Yes, um, we have that it's phrase. It's been passed, passed back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's landed this week. 
Um, it's landed in the hands of Justin Rowe, so that would uh, rule him out. Oh, right, because he's he's the world number one he's as the of this world moment. Number one. Oh, yeah. Does so that, that does that put uh, DJ back in play then? Well, it doesn't because uh, that's there's right. some more trends. Yeah, yeah. There's some more trends as we go down. So okay. th- that eliminates, I would say, ninety percent of the field. Uh, but then we've got some other um, kind of filters that I've, I've put this time. Uh, ten of the last ten had had two top 15s that season. So, again, that's a little, uh, just a check on current form. This is the one that knocks other people out. So, nine of the last ten Masters winners had had the top 15 in a stroke play event in March or April. So, that's a very kind of latest thermometer test of where your form is. And someone, for example, who would fail that... Um, Justin Thomas and Bryson DeChambeau not had a top 15 in the stroke play um, in March or April. So that's those two um, put away. Uh, Lou Houston, this is a new uh, trend I've uh, put in this and eliminate uh, people. Ten winners had posted a win on American soil within the previous two years. Eight of ten of the last now, ten someone winners. like Louis, yeah, yeah eight. Yeah, had had the win within two years. So someone like Louis Eustace has never won on American soil, which is crazy, but it's but it's true. So that is nuts. that would yeah. that would get rid of. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Given how I mean, he's been runner up in all four majors. He's won the Open, but he's just never won on American soil. So maybe it's asking a lot for him to um, make Augusta National the scene of that first win. So that rules out him. And then another one, the final one, which people again are a bit kind of really, but it, but it's true, is that eight of the last 10 Masters winners had a starting price of 20 to 1 or higher. So guys under 20 to 1, the stats are, are not good for them. So if you, if you look back, Bubba went off um, his wins. Adam Scott, yeah, he was over 20 to 1. Sergio, I think, was about 35 to 1. So even though these these are quality players I'm, I'm, I'm telling you about, they, at the time of their Masters wins, they weren't. So, it's another, I mean, we've already said Justin Rose um, has gone because of world number one. He would go via that stat. Yeah, would, the only exceptions, uh, I, McElroy. Yeah, I think the only exceptions over the last 11 years, Jordan Spieth in 2015 and Mickelson in 2010 were shorter than 20 to 1. Yes, yeah. that's right. So, it, it's an eight out, ideally we want 10 out of 10, but 8 out of 10 is still quite strong, I think. All right, so where does that bring us, Dave? Yeah, it brings us to one man. I, I, when I start, start doing these things, I genuinely have no idea how they're going to work out. And and some. Oh, I think we lost Dave right there for good. And then it's going to. Okay. Hi. Yeah, we got Hello? you back. Go ahead, Dave. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I do all this work, and I think at the end, all that work, it's going. Why did I even bother? But uh, this time. It's come out with a player who's around 35 to 1, and the man is Hideki Matsuyama. Ooh. Hideki mm, yeah, Matsuyama. I didn't see that one coming either. Yeah. Did Ricky so, Fowler get in there at all, Dave? Very, very, very close for Ricky Fowler. He needed to have a, um, a top 30 in Texas last week, and he did. The only borderline kind of factor for him is whether he's under 20 to 1. I don't know what he is in Vegas, but he is he 20s in Vegas? He's 16 to 1. Yeah, so yeah. see that knocks him out on that. And and I think all but one bookie has him under 
20 to 1 in the UK as well. So I've kind of gone with, well, that's, you know, okay. that's the, the majority. So Ricky's close, but uh, Hideki is the only one who fits them. So if you, if you run through, through his um, kind of stats, so he's 27 years old, which is good. Uh, in the top 30 in the world, he's played in seven Masters already. Um, he's got a fifth, a seventh, an eleventh, nineteenth last year. He's had four top fifteens this season. Was third at uh, the Farmers Insurance, tied eighth at Sawgrass on his last stroke play start, and he's won on American soil in the last two years. People might have forgotten that one, but he, he won the uh, WGC Bridgestone in 2017. So ticks every box, Gil. Ticks there every box. Yeah, for those who don't like the strokes gained analysis, there's a way to look at it. Sort of a, a sort of a uh, yeah. a trend narrowing version of a championship formula. Hideki Matsuyama. So in the end, Dave, and we're talking to Dave Tyndall, uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Dave Tyndall Golf. You spell Tyndall T-I-N-D-A-L-L. A great follow, by the way, for everybody. I made five bets. Um, I plan on betting head-to-heads and, and uh, top fives, top tens, top twenties, that kind of thing. But in terms of the futures market, yep. I did make five bets, and I made them sometime ago, and one of them is Hideki Matsuyama at 40 to oh, 1. Oh, great. Yeah. Oh, I, nice. Who did you end up, in, in, the, in the end, I'm sure you paid attention to this, but who did you end up backing mm-hmm. in the, in, when all said and done? Yeah, so I, I have gone with the trend, so I backed Hideki as well, because, uh, you know, if, if he won and I'd done all that work, and then I hadn't put any money on would be, um, you know, banging myself in the head for a few right. days, but <laughs> That's um, right. I've gone with John Rahm, John, John Ram, yeah, he he very clear. He ticks all a lot of those boxes as well. Um, I think it's just because he's under twenty to one. That would be his only uh, kind of cross in that box. And I do like Bubba. I think Bubba's yeah he's got some um, some great stuff. And, and I think Joe's book was helped me uh, get with Bubba. I have to say because in Joe's book it, it, it said he strokes gained off the tee in last year's Masters. Bubba was a mile clear. Strokes gained. Absolutely a mile clear yeah. off the tee, yeah. Both in accuracy and distance, right? Like, he was great in both. But, you know, yeah, jo- that's crazy. Joe's, yeah. Joe's take on that is he won't what be a- able to duplicate that. That's Joe's sort of uh, approach to bubble. Yeah. But, but I'm with you. Like, he's he's a guy I didn't bet on, but he's the one regret I might have not betting, right? That's in the back of my mind. So, uh, Right, yeah. I can see what Joe's saying, but if you look on this year's strokes gained off the tee uh, rankings, Bubba's second in that, so it's... You know, even though, yes, it will be hard to do what he did last year, the way he's played this year, then he's hitting it well enough to, you know, possibly get close to that. So if you're playing that far down the fairway and in the fairway, yeah, I think Bubba's only got to play reasonably well in other aspects of his game to be right there. Yeah, no, I I, I get it. Believe me, I do. I'm, I'm sort of of your mind as well. Um, so Matsuyama and Bubba for you. One more who you might have bet on. And Ram. And Ram. Yeah, I'm on Ram. For sure I'm on Ram in my five. Matsuyama, Ram, Kepka for me. Uh, Justin Rose was one of yeah. mine. And who was my fifth? Now it's just blanking. Oh, Finau is my fifth. So hopefully one of those gets there. Dave, we're having, no. a, we're having a bit of yeah, audio. I, um, I also... I'm sorry, go ahead. Hello? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, the only other one I thought was, was good value was Matt Kuchar. Matt Kuchar, uh-huh. Okay. Dave, we're having a bit of audio problem, so I'm going to let you go, but I appreciate it. We got the crux of all of that, so I thank you. Um, and again, uh, I appreciate you making the time. Will you be on Long Shots with Brady tomorrow? Are you coming back on that show? 
Yes, that's right, yes. Perfect. Okay, so long shots with Brady Cannon, Matt Humans, Wes Reynolds tomorrow, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. Dave, uh, hopefully the audio connection will be a little better, and Dave will be able to uh, talk beyond what he did today on the show. Thank you, Dave. Appreciate it, man. And I think we might have lost Dave for good there. Thank you so much, Dave. I'll, I'll hit him back on uh, on the old Twitter machine, and we'll get to him. Um, sorry about the audio there, but I think we got the crux of it. It narrowed down to Matsuyama, based on all his criteria. Um, and Matsuyama, you can still get it about 35 to 1, I think, uh, headed in to the Masters when you go through all those. By the way, your dad, Jeff, guessed when he heard that we were going to go through this exercise, he guessed that it would be which golfer or golfers? Uh, Fleetwood and Kisner. Fleetwood and Kisner, not the correct answer here from the Dave Tyndall exercise, but when I was hanging out with Jay Rude, the vice president of race and sports at MGM Resorts International yesterday, the two biggest liabilities he has in the futures market happen to be those two golfers, Kisner and Fleetwood. So he did get the answer correct to that question, just not this one. Coming back, Todd Wishnev from the Showtime Action docuseries, Action. Looking forward to it. Did I say the Action Showtime? What did I say right there? The Showtime docu-series action if i could speak it'd be a great thing todd is the uh the better here at the south point stories from todd uh he will make you love him believe me it's next right here on a numbers game at vision at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.